there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Kaylee Froche. I wonder if this isn't a good time for us to discuss the fact, Kaylee, that when you were in high school, math was not a strength, right? Awful. Oh my God. I think I I almost failed algebra one. Yeah, it was bad. I didn't come from a family that had anybody in math. And so I kind of just didn't get the help, I guess, until... You know, I kind of committed to more of a STEM career field. And I just always assumed, you know what, I'm just going to go into a field that doesn't need math. Fine. But there was a specific teacher in my life who just was like, you know what, you can do math. You just need to think about it differently. And he worked so hard on giving me different kinds of questions and prompts. He even made different like tests for me, the same difficulty, but differently worded and in a different environment. And he showed me I could do it. And from there, and I'd actually like to share this story for you. This is just how important learning differences and learning styles are. So through college, I went to Purdue. We had math lectures, I kid you not, 400 students. And it was taught by somebody who oftentimes like you couldn't understand. And it just, oh man, I got absolutely wrecked my first year of college math. Learning in that environment, impossible. I failed Calc 1 and 2 before I passed them. Straight up F. And the way I got around math at Purdue was instead of taking it through them, I decided, you know what, there's online options that transfer in through equally as accredited universities. So like North Dakota University, BYU, they all have online upper level math courses. And I took Calc 2, Calc 3, linear algebra, differential equations, all online by myself without a lecture, just learning off of a book. And I aced all of them because I learned it at my own style, at my own speed. Wow. So I guess just what I'm saying is that I wasn't even sure that I could do math even in the beginning of college. I didn't know if I could get through because engineering math is no joke. I wasn't 100% sure I could do it, but it really just, you got to figure out how you learn and just give it all you got when you figure it out, if that makes sense. So the way I learned is I just did a practice question after practice question from a book and I had like a solution manual and I just learned how to do it on my own. Some people learn from lectures, right? And getting shown how to do it. But just making sure you know and you've tried all these options before you call it quits is really important. You mentioned learning differences. Some people call them learning disabilities. I also prefer to call them learning differences. <laughs> What are the ones that you have, Kaylee, and how did you discover that you have them? So I have something called auditory processing deficit, and then I also have ADHD. Auditory processing deficit is something where words come in and they just don't get processed very quickly. I've gotten good at conversations and 
catching up quickly. And, and I almost do this thing where I anticipate what people are saying. I'm almost on the opposite spectrum of I talk too quickly after people start to talk. It really makes it so, let's say in a lecture, I'm just getting told things. My brain is not catching up to what everything that they're saying like brand new information at a speed that is useful. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there. I'm at the first 20 minutes while lecture's over, you know? And so learning in a verbal environment is just something I can't do. And then with ADHD, learning in an environment where it's sit in this chair and look straight ahead, it's also something I, I just can't do, you know? And I've known I've had learning differences for a long time. The way we figured it out was that in third grade, second grade, my teacher said, Oh, it's kind of funny. I'd tell Kaylee to do something and she wouldn't do it. And I'd come over and I'd ask her why she didn't do it. And she said, oh, I don't know what you mean by this. And what would happen is literally consonants and words would get mixed up. And so I think they'd say, you know, draw a dog on a log or something instead of a frog on a, like I get things mixed up verbally. And as a child, especially learning that was incredibly difficult kind of in those foundational years after I knew I had it I kind of knew to compensate for it if that makes sense yeah I am super interested at why knowing that math was something that you struggled with that you wanted to pursue it was it because you wanted to be an engineer or you thought you wanted to be an engineer and you knew that that was the way to get there or I just usually think people gravitate towards their strengths. And I think it's really cool that you went to the area where you felt the most vulnerable and dug in. Yeah. So when I was in high school, I had thought I wanted to be an artist just because I didn't even meet an engineer before meeting my high school robotics mentor. I really had no access to them. And so, but then I realized I really fell in love with aviation and planes. I was like, oh, you know what? Designing planes would be cool. Then I thought, oh, who designs a plane? Oh, an aerospace engineer. What's that? And that kind of sparked the, okay, what is engineering? What do they do? How do you become one? And so that kind of is what started it. Then I joined a robotics team and Robotics for high schoolers is, I think, a great way to get these foundational concepts and really learn what an engineer does in terms of problem solving and just basic design tasks. And so that really kind of solidified, you know what, I would make a half bad engineer, but now I need to catch up on the academics of engineering just because it didn't come naturally to me. And just because it doesn't come naturally doesn't mean you can't do it or can't get good at it. So those years were hard. I really had to dug in and I, again, I flat out failed a lot, but that doesn't always mean that it's over. You know? Oh my God, no way. I am a hundred percent in agreement with you, Kaylee. In fact, I believe in my core that it often is only when we fail that we are able to find kind of our higher purpose. And if you keep trying as you did, you found another pathway to learn. You realized, oh, okay, I've got auditory processing deficit. The big lectures are clearly not for me. I'm going to go to the online route. And I mean, that just kudos to you on so many levels that you have the guts and the grit to focus and find the right pathway forward for yourself. It's interesting looking back because I don't truly really know 
why, you know, I, I tried so hard for this. I'm glad I did. Obviously, I really do love what I do and kind of where my career is taking me. But yeah, it's just really important to make sure that you kind of explore all of your options before you go to plan B, if that's what you want, right? Definitely. I had a plan B. I had a plan B for sure, you know? I would have gone to like a slightly less technical, but still engineering, I'd probably like an engineering technology role, which basically is an engineer with a lot less calculus. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't really have to get there. I came close enough that I was talking to an advisor in that program. I had everything set up to where if I need to jump ship, I can, but let's try not to. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.